0: Our first guest today, who is uh, the fine columnist over at the Las Vegas Review Journal, Sam Gordon, joins us uh, just about uh, almost every week, especially when he can. And uh, appreciate him joining us, uh, Sam. What's going on, my friend?
1: Happy Tuesday! Uh, appreciate you having me back on the show. Uh, Heres your opening. Great weekend of conference championship games. I think I think the four best teams uh, are going to be playing for everything uh, this weekend. I think I think everything played out kind of the way it was supposed to. And I think we have the four best teams. And the NFL playing Sunday should be an awesome weekend following. Well, this past weekend was, of course, a divisional round. Always fantastic. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. But happy to be back on the show, and happy Tuesday.
0: You got it, brother. All right, so we're going to talk with Sam today about a story that we touched on yesterday with the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, D'Erika Hamby traded to the Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, in return, uh, the Aces got uh, Amanda Zui B. Ta- I talked a little bit about her yesterday being a very good player. But this story also... Uh, has a very ugly side uh, to it as well, too. Uh, D'Ericka Hamby uh, is, was one of the great Las Vegas aces. She came over here from San Antonio, uh, along with uh, Kelsey Plum, Kayla McBride, and, and a couple others. And Derek Hamby really entrenched herself into the hearts of the fans, into this community. And as we know, uh, her exuberance, and as I you know, coined the phrase, I called her the de-energizer because that's who she was. I mean, she was like the, the energizer bunny, throw the D in there, de-energizer and her, uh, her spirit, her spunk, her, um, you know, just, uh, the way she plays, uh, was just, uh, was riveting, uh, for fans. And again, uh, she was two-time, uh, WNBA six woman of the year, two-time all-star. And I think that Dierka was hoping that her career would end here in Las Vegas. She actually, um, re-signed or actually, you know, signed a, a contract extension going back last June, while the Aces were in their 2022 championship run, and she actually signed a contract, uh, in the neighborhood uh, of around 160 thousand dollars or so. Uh, just so she could stay in Las Vegas. And as she said at the time, she goes, Hey, it, it's all about really for me, the peace, the sanity and the people that I'm playing with and the organization. And of course, De'Arca Hamby um, is a mother of one and she is on the way to becoming a mother of two as uh, she is pregnant and she is expected to deliver her second child in March. So this is where this side of the story kind of turns its ugly head because Derek Hamby believes that, you know, she was traded because of her second pregnancy. Um, and again, just kind of paraphrasing here, and we're going to talk, to you know, get Sam's thoughts on this here. But uh, here was D'Erica Hamby's quote. She goes, being traded is part of the business, but being lied to, bullied, manipulated, and discriminated against is not. To be treated this way by an organization, by women who are mothers, who have claimed to... Be in these shoes who preach family chemistry and women's empowerment is disappointing and leaves me sick to my stomach. Now, Deer Hamby has not spoke publicly. This was an Instagram post. Uh, the Las Vegas aces, I thought did a very nice, uh, tribute to her, you know, via Instagram and social media. And as we know, the aces have a fantastic social media department. Um, and, uh, but now the aces have gone silent. I know that Sam has tried to reach out to them. And so, uh, Sam, I really wanted to to get your take on this. And and first and foremost, thoughts when you heard this news over the course of the weekend that Erica Hamby was no longer a member of the Las Vegas Aces.
1: Yeah, TC, well, first and foremost, with WNBA free agency and the negotiating period getting underway and whatnot, um, definitely expected to to see some movement and to see some moving parts around the league Did not expect to wake up. Saturday morning to a, a tweet, an announcement from the Aces that Erica Hamby have been traded. Um, just didn't expect it. Now, with that being said, I do want to be very clear here. You scroll through the Erica Hamby's Twitter, and there were some comments kind of teasing or alluding to some tension between her uh, and, as we now know, the franchise in terms of, you know, speaking about a lack of support uh, with her pregnancy. And then, lo and behold, uh, of course, the trade happens. The Aces have a statement uh, when the trade happens. Uh, and like you said, PC, they, they display – uh, they post uh, tribute videos for her and, and do all the right things up until that point. And then when the Erica Hamby uh, releases her statement, the statement you just read, and then, and then right before the after PC the Players Association followed up with a short statement said that, saying that they were, they wanted to, that they intended to, to launch an investigation into what happened. And from that point, through, like you said, it's just been radio silence, you know, from the Aces. Our, our, our lead writer, Andy Yamashita, did an excellent job in his first run to beat. It reached out several times looking for comment. Um, and to to some kind of response, even something PC that says we're aware of the concerns of the players organi- or the players' association, I and mean, are, are are cooperating with the with the investigation. I understand if they don't want to engage in a public back and forth per se with the Eric Hamby. That's very understandable, but they didn't even dignify the statement nor the the statement of the players' association, and, and that was that was on Saturday. So, uh, it, it, until the organization gets out and explains their position, which they've yet to do, um. All we have is Deirdre Hamley's statements and, and what she the, the, the what, what she wrote what she um, spoke was powerful it was moving and, and quite frankly if those are the the, the the circumstances that led to her dismissal or if that was if her pregnancy was the guise to, uh, uh, to, to facilitate the trade then frankly I mean you saw what she said there's nothing else that needs to be said beyond that it's 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 she she wrote that she was traumatized that that it was a traumatic experience and. Quite frankly, there's no place for, for any kind of discrimination, in, in, of any kind of any form. So, to, so to, excuse me. So to see a lack of statement from the Aces again, not even anything dignifying uh, the the Players Association, uh, players uh, the investigation from the the Players Association is a little startling and a little surprising. I think from a team that um, has done pretty much just about everything right uh, in terms of entrenching themselves in the community and certainly from a public relations standpoint, TC. Um, and this, to me, feels like they're missing the mark. It's, it's midday Tuesday. There's still no kind of statement. There's still no kind of acknowledgement. And she, again, this isn't, a, you know, it, it wouldn't matter if she was the twelfth woman on the team or the star player. The bottom line is, at the end of the day, what she's alleging is unacceptable uh, in any way, shape, or form. And on top of that, uh, she's she's been here. You touched on it. She, she had been with the franchise for eight years, TC. She took up a low-market contract, you know, knowing that she could have gotten more money Uh, in free agency, took a below market contract. I was told she recently purchased a a new house here in Las Vegas, and she was committed to the franchise. And and even uh, when you talk about an on-the-court, you know, from an on-the-court standpoint, like you mentioned, her hustle, her activity, the way she played, I don't want to speak on behalf of all fans of all sports, but, like, she embodies a lot of the traits I feel like fans want uh, or want to root for in a professional athlete. She took less money. She did all the dirty work. Uh, for several years, came off the bench, even though she was a very, very productive player when she started and knew she could have got a starting role elsewhere and and was un- undoubtedly a fan favorite. And for her to get shipped away this unceremoniously uh, and then with all the extenuating circumstances that she detailed uh, in her Instagram post, uh, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth personally. And I'm sure, you know, seeing comments and scrolling social media, that of a lot of other people as well.
0: Yeah, it, it caught me by surprise, Sam. I and you know how fond I, I am of Erica uh, as well, too, for all those reasons that uh, I said, and, and you just echoed uh, as well, too. And you and I got a chance to spend a lot of time around here from the beginning here, you know, going back the past four or five years. Um, when you look at the, the timing of this, okay, so this came out on Saturday. Let's look at the date here. That's That was the 20th. If you go back to, you mentioned her tweets, on the 15th, she posted this. Now, this is on the 15th yep. before any of this is even announced. Imagine expressing your fears as a woman and being pregnant in this profession, and this world, then to be reassured that you were supported and your back was had, only to then be used against you. So that was five days before the announcement that she was traded. So this tells us, Sam, right, that this thing was brewing for a while here. And as you said, I mean, you were looking for comment from the Aces. Uh, we have not heard anything from the Aces. Why do you think that the Aces have not got in front of this and have, n- have not addressed it?
1: Yeah, I, I really don't know, D.C. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. I, I'm not sure. Um, I, again, even I completely understand not wanting to get in a war of words and not wanting to do, you know, a, a kind of a back-and-forth uh, and whatnot with Erika Hamley via social media or anything like that. But it's not just that she put out a post. The, the Players Association tweeted and put out a statement that they were going to pursue an investigation. Like, that to me feels like a pretty serious thing, right? right? When the Players Association is investigating a trade and how a contract negotiation was handled, to, to, not, even, to not even respond or to dignify uh, the, 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 the the remarks of the Players Association, it, again, it's just puzzling to me. So, you know, I'm sure that they have the reasons, but at this point, you see, we don't know what they are. Because they've comment. There hasn't been a comment. There has not been a public comment. There has not been a public explanation, um, for this. And until further notice, you know, uh, we, we don't have any other perspective to draw from except New York and So it's it, it just the whole thing is it just, it's it just, it, 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 it feels funny. Uh, it, it doesn't, uh, it, it's different from the way I think the aces have normally operated. They, of course, have, I think like, like again, DC, as you know, have done a really good job. Ingratiating themselves in the community from a public relations standpoint, I think they've been excellent. And this, for me, feels like the first time um, that they've really missed the mark. And, and, and with that being said, uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit in a little bit of my column. But there's something I think particularly ironic about the trade too. TC is, you know, part of the way. Part of Nerys Hamby's identity with the Aces was that she was a mother. I mean, the, 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 the franchise leaned all the way into that. Her daughter Amaya was was prominently featured. Uh, in different promotional campaigns, you know, for fun in the arena. She was very visible, uh, on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram and whatnot. So, uh, it was, it was a big part of, of, of who the Erica. it definitely not was. It is a big part of who Deerica is. And, and the the, 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 uh, organization really embraced that and emboldened that up until this point. So clearly, uh, things have fractured. There's, there's no, that's not a secret at this point. She moves on to the LA Sparks and, and now, I guess we wait and see when the ACEs come out and address this because free agency is underway. Uh, obviously they have their plans. They're they're not just going to, you know, the world isn't just going to stop because of this statement. So at some point uh, they will have to answer for this. And I'm curious to see what their response is when they finally do choose to elect to put out a statement. Mm-hmm.
0: Sam Gordon joins us. I uh, wrote a great column this morning. Uh, definitely check that out uh, regarding uh, the Derek and trade. And, uh, the ACEs, uh, lack of responses. Sam, uh, wrote in there that ACEs basically have gone silent, have not addressed this yet, whether it's legal concerns or, or what. But you would think that at least that maybe they would put out, uh, a one paragraph statement or something uh but again they did do the 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 tributes and and that sort of thing and um, it it is kind of conflicting I can exactly see where how Dierica feels about this when she says the things about you know having their back and the women i mean when you're talking about women like you know becky Hammond who who is your coach who has children Natalie Williams who has children, so that's who she's referring to you know when when she's when she's saying those things. And as we know, there was always this, this great relationship, um, you know, with, with her, her teammates. And you thought, you know, within the organization and, and we saw it all just, you know, come together, Sam, with that championship run last year, where everybody seemed to be on the, the same page that's not always the case in team sports doesn't matter what sport it is or what team if it's a 53 man roster in professional football or if it's a 12 man roster in the NBA or you know a 12 woman roster in the WNBA as we saw when bill lambeer is here and, and and nothing against bill lambeer but you know do you think maybe some of that bullying is is she's talking about you know recent times within this past year or so, or is it go back to Lambeer? As we know that Lambeer kind of had a, a rough edge to himself with, with some of the players. We know that, you know, uh, Kelsey Plum and Lambeer, uh, went back and forth. Uh, you know, Hamby wasn't specifically happy with her role, uh, when Lambeer took over. Uh, and, you know, we saw last year that everything really kind of seemed to, to be great. And I remember talking with Becky Hammond, you know, prior to the first game, and she said it's a no-brainer what she wants to do starting five-wise. She wants to have Kelsey Plum and Derek Hamby be in the starting lineup. And, and as you know, Sam, you remember that those two were. Uh, in the starting lineup from day one and Hamby, uh, eventually went back to the bench because she had the injury and, 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 and that sort of thing. But yeah, it does kind of seem, uh, send some mixed signals, especially what you just said as well, too, is that she was a mother. And as yep. we know, the WNBA has a little bit different type of audience and they've been trying to really market more towards like, you know, getting families back to watch this game and, and not just, you know, um, other parts of, of, of the community here and to have a mother who you have this great relationship with her daughter. It just seemed like, wow, like you said, open arms, welcoming her, supporting her and all this sort of thing. Cause I mean, we, we've talked to her so many times and it's not easy. I mean, she is separated with her child for majority part of the year. And, uh, you know, Dierka quit going overseas because of that as well, too. But just, uh, you know, Amaya would be with her you know, at, at at the games and at the practices, but still, I mean, you know, really not uh, really going with her much on the road. I mean, that's a very tough life. And I thought she handled it just like a a true professional and she was a very good mother as well too. So now, yeah, this, this is not really, I guess a good look. And I think that's what you alluded to in your column. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. And look, you see, in fairness, if, if from a basketball perspective, if we're strictly talking about basketball, like you mentioned, right, she had the hot starts in the season, uh, and then she, you know, her production started to taper off a little bit. There was a little bit of a mid season slump and then she begins to struggle and doesn't play a huge role in the postseason while while you know recovering from that injury and has the team kind of gel without her. So from a basketball standpoint, sure, there are reasons to make this trade, but if if it's just basketball, then there's no need to, to reference uh, as Erica Hamby mentioned in her, her statement, then there's no need to reference pregnancy or anything like that from just the basketball, you know, if, if, if it was just about basketball. And again, we haven't heard from the Aces, so we don't know why they made the trade or what they were thinking. Uh So it, it's just a, a, a very, it, again, it seems like a very sticky situation and one that from that, this, that at, at this point, TC, when we're talking on a Tuesday afternoon, based on Erica's statement, which is all we have to draw from, it seems like one they've badly mismanaged. So, Again, now I'm curious to see how they go from here, what the, what the Players Association, uh, uncovers in their investigation, and if we at any point get a statement that the Aces are going to cooperate or dignify that, that the Players Association wants to have an investigation. Uh, so we'll see. I, I don't think the start, um, for, for free agency that anybody wanted, uh, I guess, and, and now, uh, the organization has to kind of, you know, I think at some point do some damage control as they move forward. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, but I, I think this is getting a lot more attention. Uh, than it would have if they would have just put out a statement on Saturday and said that they're going to cooperate with the Players Association. Uh, now, but their lack of statement or their lack of, of comment uh, allows this thing to continue and continue and continue and, and build some tension as the offseason grows on. So we'll see what happens. Uh, at some point, again, I, you would imagine that they'll have to answer for it and provide some perspective. Uh, it has, it's been three days. But it hasn't happened yet and, and curious to see what the organization says uh, when they do finally decide to talk.
0: So, and then you can, um, Give me your thoughts on this, Sam, and, and, and correct me if I'm if I'm saying this wrong or reporting this wrong. But I believe it was along these lines where De had said, from what we're reading again, this is just through you know her statement and in posts that she, she had a conversation with the Aces. They basically reassured her and were supporting her, and they were doing the timetable here. And they said, okay, well, she's due in March. Um, then the Aces came back and said, well. You're not going to be ready and we need bodies. And that, and, and, and that was like the the, kind of the quote there that really sticks out. When you hear that, I mean, I, I understand where the aces are coming from from a business standpoint. It's like, okay, we've got one of our players here and okay, she's pregnant. She's not ready to go. We, you know, you could miss the first you know maybe 20 or 30 games of the season okay let's see if we have any takers out there and let's see you know put put her on the trade market even though that you know she's supposed to be a valuable you know a part of your team and then of course what we've been talking about here in the first part of this conversation you and I uh, it's really you know not a good look to go that way but if it is just from a business standpoint and you're not going to be ready and you feel like okay maybe here uh, her play has, has declined a little bit and maybe a second, having a second child will slow you down. You're approaching 30 years old. We'll, we'll be 30 years old this season. So, okay, let's see what else is out there. But then when you hear terms of like, well, we need bodies, I can, I can see yeah. where the aces are coming from, but probably not the vernacular that you, that you, you want to deliver.
1: Yeah, yeah, reducing her to just a body or a basketball player. I yeah. think that—that that is the point of contention, right? It's like Mierka yeah. Hamby is a basketball player. That's one of the things that that she does. But she's obviously so much more than that. And, again, that was fine until it could affect, you know, until the Aces perceived it could, quote-unquote, potentially affect her season. I do think, TC, and again, I mentioned this in my column too, but there, there's like Mierka Hamby had a Maya in February and came back uh, during the 2017 season and played the entire year. So there, there's precedent. I, I think she knows her body. She knows what she's capable of more than anybody else. And if she says she was planning on being ready, like who are we not to take her at her word? There is a previous precedent for that. And at this point, now in the prime of her career at age 29, you would, you would, it would be reasonable to assume she's a better player. And, and having done that before, knows what it takes to come back uh, to play at the WNBA level a couple months after having, having a child. She, so her preparation would be that much better as well, being that it would be the second time Going through this. So yeah, just the timing of it is, it it was, you know, and just kind of how everything played out was a little surprising. And again, you know, don't, I don't mean to beat the horse to death with a lack of statement, but from strictly a basketball standpoint, PC, if we're just talking about basketball, then yeah, they're they're, They were, they cleared some salary cap space. You had a a stretch five with Amanda Zahui D, uh, that played at the University of Minnesota, who I covered at Minnesota that, you know, on paper is an, an ideal compliment to Asia Wilson. And then they free up all this cap space. So clearly, they had a plan in place because the trade, even though you had a rotation player, she's not, Zahui B's not the player Deerica Hamley was, and you have to attach a first round pick. So, from a trade standpoint, the Aces gave up a lot to get very little. We'll see how they proceed with their cap space and what they do, but the way it was handled and the way it was framed, according to Deerica Hamley, is not okay. It's not right. And again, just, you know, we're we're anxiously awaiting um, an Aces response of some type. But it hasn't happened yet, and at this point, who knows if it's going to happen, but you, you would think at some point this is something they're going to have to address uh, one way or the other uh, because it's serious, it's a big deal. And Dierka Amby's you know statement for those who haven't seen it posted to her Instagram uh, it tells you why why it's a big deal, you know, why it's serious.
0: And you can uh, you know, read her statement in Sam's column at the Las Vegas Review Journal dot com. Uh, like you said, Sam, they really Amanda Zubi is a nice player and she be a nice fit, but. And you don't know what she's like pers- personality wise. I mean, I've only seen her just you know you know calling the games and seeing her for for the opponents that we've seen her play for. I know she's overseas playing you know right now. Uh, but the Aces did give out not only give uh, or trade Derek Hamby, but they also sent a first round pick for next year in twenty twenty four. Which, like you said, that that seems a, a little strange when the Aces have been very good in the past, uh, including you know as. You know, a little time that Natalie Williams has been here as a general manager made some very smart moves when it comes either uh, to free agency or or trades. But final thing on this here, when you talk about the trade, Sam, do you think now since the the WNBA slash NBA you know players union they are involved in this, do you think there could be a possibility that the trade could be rescinded?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. Not at this point, uh, TC. I think I mean the trade was announced, both teams announced it, and it feels. Either way, that there's just at this point there's no going back. There's there's clearly bad blood between the Erica Hamby and the organization, and I, I just I think at this point it's it's irreparable. Uh, so with that being said, I'm curious to see what what the players association uncovers, but I don't think that's an outcome we're going to see. It feels like you know she she's content to move on in L.A. and that's you know will be one of the faces of their organization there as they look to kind of rebuild and retool under Kurt Miller, who of course did an excellent job in Connecticut getting the son of the finals against the Aces last year, and building one of the best teams in the league. So he understands, you know, the value of the Hamby. That's not to say necessarily that the Aces didn't per se, they clearly chose a different course of action. And, and, you know, uh, unfortunately it sounds like her pregnancy was a part of it based on what we, based on her statement and based on the lack of the statement from the Aces. So I, I don't see the trade uh, being rescinded. And, and, and I, you know, or anything like that, but this feels like something that could be quite motivating for the Handy Andy uh, as she as looks to embark on the next chapter of her career and her prime. And uh, I know one thing, the Aces game against, uh, against uh, the Sparks when the Sparks come here has taken on new life. Uh, because of the events of the
0: last four days and because of how everything's played out. And a little deja vu, right? And we saw this with Liz Cambage ends up uh, with the Sparks last year, and that was a highly anticipated uh, matchup as well. What well, didn't turn out to be much of a matchup because Asia Wilson and and the rest of the Aces really dominated the Sparks at, at every uh, time they faced off last year, but there was that same type of little, uh, you know, intensity in like, hmm, little question mark. Let, let's see Liz Cambage come back here, and we saw Liz. I mean, Liz came back even though she's kind of a declining Player and don't even know if she's even going to play in the WNBA, but she came in here with an attitude last year and she wanted to stick it to the Aces and had one decent game. But uh, we, you know this could really take it to another level because we're talking about a member of the Aces from, like we said, uh, for the past eight years. Especially when you know not only just uh, going back to San Antonio, but when you know they relocated, she was part of that core and a part of a a huge uh, part of the championship success that the Aces. Uh, have here um sam before we let you go um quick thoughts who do you like championship sunday let's start in the uh, the nfc who are you going with niners eagles yeah tc i think
1: um again like i said at the top of the show these are the four best teams in the nfl i think you can make a strong case for all four of them to win the super bowl and, and, and why they're going to win the super bowl when i look at this matchup uh it comes down to one thing I, at this at this juncture in time I believe a little more in Jalen Hurts than I did in Brock Purdy and, and 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 than I do in Brock Purdy. And that's not any disrespect to Brock Purdy, who I believe improved to, what, 8 or 9-0 and 0 as a starter uh, on Sunday. But uh, the effort, we, we just need to see it. We just need to see it. Jalen Hurts was a leading MVP candidate at the time of his injury, and I was a little concerned how he would look on Saturday because we haven't seen him in a few weeks. And he looked fantastic. He looked just fine, and that offense is exactly where it was. Uh, so I have the Eagles in a close one. Uh, but with that being said, what an opportunity for Brock Purdy, you know, to go and shut everybody up and, and really uh, really c- cement what I think has been an awesome story this year, Mr. Irrelevant taking over the Niners, going undefeated as a starter. So I'm not writing him off by any means, but I just want to see it. Uh, I'm going to need to see just a little more to believe it. I think Jalen Hurts has shown me more so far at this point in his career. So I, I like the Eagles – uh, in, in a close game, but of course there's a case to be made for San Francisco. If they can get that run game going, if if Purdy can play like he did against Seattle uh, in, in the wild card round, play mistake-free football, Obviously, they have the talent and the firepower. I, I just think Jalen Hurts at this point is a little more proven, and I like I like what he brings to that Philadelphia offense.
0: Hey, Sam, we, we saw those guys square off in college against each other when Jalen was at Oklahoma, yeah. right, three years ago. 42-41, Hurts threw. They both threw for nearly 350 yards. Jalen threw for five touchdowns, and Purdy threw for six Uh, so I don't think we're going to have that kind of a shootout on on Sunday, but, uh, it is kind of crazy that, uh, these guys uh, did face off against each other in one of the most memorable college football games, uh, ever. If you like uh high scoring, I don't think 83 points are going to be scored in this game uh, on Sunday, but real quick, Patrick Mahomes injury, as we know, we're going to monitor that all week long here, but man, uh, Cincinnati has been, uh, uh, solid. They've got the second longest winning streak next to San Francisco's 12. They've now won nine in a row. What do you think, man? Real quick, Bengals, Chiefs. Who you got?
1: Yeah, I, I think Joe. I think Joe Burrow has a bad case of been there, done that. TC. Let's not forget he came into he came into uh, Arrowhead Stadium last year and knocked the Chiefs off. Patrick Mahomes, as good as he is, is not invincible at home in the postseason. In fact, he lost a couple. He lost in 2018, a home playoff game as well, and last year. Even without the ankle injury, he was absolutely abominable in the second half of that Bengals game, and and his poor play was a reason that Joe Burrow and the Bengals were able to come back. So clearly a huge game for both quarterbacks. I think uh, in some ways, right, Patrick Mahomes pretty solidified as the best quarterback in the NFL right now with what he's done, with what he's accomplished about to win an MVP, a second MVP. And even on one leg the other day, he pretty damn good, in my opinion. But Joe Burrow and the Bengals are a completely different animal, uh, then the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's playing as well as any quarterback uh, in the NFL. I do think that the, the the foot injury makes a little bit of a difference, and is going to limit Patrick Mahomes' mobility in the pocket. Of course, he's dynamic and fantastic in the pocket, but so much of his magic is made outside that pocket. And if he's limited against a team with a good pass rush, uh, I like Cincinnati in, in that game. So, uh, but again, you know, if you see Patrick Mahomes again, but not like if there's anybody that's going to win a Super Bowl on one leg, it's it's probably him, right? So. Uh, A huge opportunity for him to kind of bolster his legacy, and with a second Super Bowl uh, championship, really, really uh, establish himself in the echelon of all-time greats. I already think, you know, he's there and is on that trajectory. But Joe Burrow just might be too. And if he goes in Arrowhead Stadium, like I think he is on Sunday, wins another, wins that game, and then wins the Super Bowl, we're looking at identical resumes for him and Patrick Mahomes in terms of two Super Bowl appearances and one championship. Obviously, he still has to do that. That's what Patrick Mahomes has already done, and why he's revered the way he is. But I believe. Cincinnati, with the way that they're playing, goes in and gets it done uh, against Kansas City. That that Bengals defense is no joke. Did an excellent job on on Saturday or uh, Sunday against Buffalo, and uh, what, what I expect to be another fantastic matchup between the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I got Cincinnati and Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Should be a great matchup. Ooh,
0: okay, man. Yeah, triple revenge for the Kansas City Chiefs too, because they've lost to the Bengals the last three times. The last two the AFC Championship game last year, and then the game this year in Cincinnati. Uh, both by the score of 27-24, late mistakes by the Chiefs cost them the game. Sam, I appreciate it, as always. Great column again, as always. Uh, go check out Sam's columns at the Las Vegas Review-Journal, especially the one that he wrote regarding the Aces and Derek Hamby. Brother, be good, and we'll talk to you next week. Nice, DC. You
1: appreciate, uh, appreciate your help, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate your time. You, we'll you, talk soon. Thank I'm, you. you thanks. I got I you, brother. Care.
0: I got you. There you go, Sam Gord, my man. <laughs>